Glad you could join us. Welcome to the Young Culture Podcast, a space where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hope you enjoy this episode and get inspired to show others what you're passionate about. Hey team, so this week I have Dallas with me from Rhea Health. Dallas, how are you doing? I'm good. It's so nice to be here. Oh yeah, I'm glad to have you. I'm really excited to talk about what you do uh, for your work. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Rhea Health? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm the founder of Rhea Health. Rhea is basically a health tech startup that helps women find the right birth control option for them. Um, So we really try to put the user at the forefront and take an individualistic approach to help them navigate all of the information about birth control out there, kind of putting it all in one place that it's specific to them, um, and then also matching them to the best birth control option for them and really supporting women through their full birth control journey. So um, helping them monitor their birth control use and track different side effects to see what's working, what's not, um, while they're um, taking different options. So yeah, kind of a one-stop shop for birth control. (laughs) I love that. And I think things like this is so necessary, but I'm curious, what made you want to start this? Oh, honestly, my own struggle with the birth control process. Um, I, it took me a really long time to find a birth control option that I liked and that made Mm -hmm. me feel good and confident about the option that I was using. Um, this was like years long of a process. And unfortunately, I know I'm not the only one. Um, But, you know, I've tried a few different pill options. And, you know, one option made me gain weight that I wasn't comfortable with. And then other options that I tried, you know, I just felt like an emotional wreck. And that's no way to live. Um, I then tried, you know, the natural tracking method. So tracking my ovulation, and I just wasn't very good at it. Um, unfortunately. Um, and then I also tried the IUD and that was just a disaster. Um, and this is, I'm just speaking to my own experience, but, um, I ended up developing ovarian cysts and had to go to the hospital on two occasions. So I took that out after about six months. Um, I was trying to let my body adjust to it, but it just, you know, it was clearly not for me. Um, So after that, I was kind of like, what the hell? This should not be so difficult to find a birth control option that I like. Um, So I ended up doing like a big deep dive into, um, you know, what causes side effects in birth control? What are the options out there for me? What would I want in a birth control option? All of these different things. And I ended up, you know, narrowing it it down to a specific pill brand. And I remember going to my doctor and I was like, I want this, give me this one. And he was like, okay. And just like wrote up the prescription and it was apparently so easy. And I have been on that option ever since. And that was about two years ago and I'm really enjoying this option. Um, So after that, I was kind of like, is this just a me problem or are other women experiencing this too? Because, you know, I felt so alone in my process. Like I had so many friends who loved their IUD and for me, it was just (laughs) 
Yeah, it's not good. Um, so, you know, I really didn't feel like I had people to talk to. And my doctor is an older male who's very, very nice, but not somebody I want to talk to about these things, really. Um, and so from there and after talking to other women about their experiences and learning, like, this is not just me and this is a much larger problem, um, I just had to do something about it. I couldn't not sit on this issue. I appreciate you so much for doing this because, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of echo your experiences too. So for me, my first time um, having any kind of experience with birth control was when I was 15. So at that time, I was diagnosed with PCOS. And it was, I, I don't know if I don't remember it clearly because I was 15, but it was just such a very like straightforward um, experience. My doctor mm. was like, okay, you have PCOS. So here, you have to take birth control for it. And then I had to go to a gynecologist. Same thing. They're like, okay, yes, you need to go on birth control. And so I wasn't given an opportunity to kind of have a conversation about what this means or what this could mean for me personally in terms yeah. of my body. And so, yeah, I was prescribed a type. And I remember like I had similar side effects. I had weight gain. I it definitely affected my mood and all of the stuff that, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard of. And yeah, and I would go to my doctor and I would say, hey, like I'm gaining weight, like this doesn't feel right. And then he would go again, like an older male doctor, he'd go, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, no studies show that there's no such thing as weight gain with birth control pills. It's, it's just, like, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, right. And then it's, he's just like, nope, just give it a few months, your body will regulate. And then it's like, no, my body's not regulating. What do you mean? And it was just, yeah, it was never... Uh, never an opportunity to have that conversation. It was kind of just more like this is what's happening to you. Yeah, exactly. And also like being 15, I think it would have been so uh, valuable to have a conversation like that at that age, but it never happened. So I think it's really amazing that you're creating a space for those opportunities to happen. And something that I've been learning recently is that how like male dominated this industry is. Oh, in terms sure. of like birth control. Yeah. And like having um, choices and agency on your reproductive health and on your birth control journey. So what was that like to create something like this and being in that space where it is so male dominated? <laughs> Honestly, it's something that I'm still navigating, um, especially now being in the not only, you know, the male dominated medical industry, but also the male dominated startup industry as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's had its own challenges, but I've also been super lucky and we're at a great time right now where female entrepreneurship is um, celebrated and thriving. And yeah. I've been able to join a lot of really great communities that kind of help balance that and have given has given me a lot of support um, in just navigating that one issue that I has come up is I'm trying to you know explain my idea to people and largely it's men in the startup industry and they're like oh I had no idea that was a problem I'm like who are you hanging out with do you have any you know women in your life at all like this is such a common issue 
But unfortunately, it's something that people don't talk about. Like even in my own social circle, when I was going through it, like I was like, oh yeah, birth control. Hmm. That kind of sucks. But like, we are not, you know, getting deep and dirty into what's actually happening to our bodies. Yes, you're so right. Even I'm thinking about when I first started on the pill, I was so mortified. I was like, nobody was going to understand what I'm going through. This is so weird. Yeah. But you're right. It does take having conversations. And like like you said, now now I don't care. I'm like, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> don't talk about it. So yeah, but you you start that conversation and you start to see that a lot of people have relatable experiences. And you know, even I found you guys because one of my best friends was complaining about um, the fact that because of like COVID and everything, her mm-hmm. the company that her birth control is supplied from, they just shut down. And then like they had no like backup or anything. So she was like, what the heck? My body finally regulated with something. I've been on this for years. And just like the trauma of trying to go through that experience of figuring it out all over again yeah. was just so it was so impactful to her. So that's kind of how I actually like found you guys and found your platform. I was like, they actually educate people on what they can do with their bodies. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's so cool to hear that backstory. Um, yeah, it is a crazy thing. And it's like, uh, there's such a knowledge gap in what women know about their bodies and about birth control um, and options out there. Like, I don't know about you, but I definitely was not taught that in school. And so it's something that you either have to like take the onus to do or you hope that, you know, your doctor explains it to you. But oftentimes, you know, you go and visit your doctor and they may only have 10 or 15 minutes with you because they're busy people. They have a lot of patients to see. And that's just really not enough time to go through, you know, the options, but also get a comprehensive understanding of where you're coming from as an individual and what your body needs. Um, so we're trying to bridge that gap and really, you know, look at where the user is coming from, what their preferences are, what their medical history is, you know, what their boundaries are when it comes to birth control, really laying out their options based on these things and based on their menstrual cycle patterns and um, really what makes them them as a biological being, but also, you know, as a woman, um, and then really presenting them with options that could be the best for them and explaining how we got those based on, you know, what we learned from them, um, so that they can then make an informed decision for themselves. And then of course we help and support them through the access of that birth control and through any trial and error that they do have to go through because unfortunately, there is no perfect birth control out there. That's another thing. Like, uh, if there's any researchers listening to this, like, please, let's make some better birth control options. <laughs> but, <Yes>. um, <laughs> you know, there is, unfortunately, that bit of trial and error that you do have to do. But, you know, the beauty of it is there's so many birth control options out there. And that just gives you better chances of finding one that works for you. Um, and you just have to listen to your body if something doesn't feel right that's okay. Listen and revisit it. Maybe it's time to switch. Maybe there's something that you can tweak in your diet or in your routine to help. Um, But that's something that we do help women navigate. Um, It's something that I lacked in my process. No one really told me about any of these things. So it's something that we're trying to, you know, 
make women's birth control journey a bit easier. Yeah, I like how you you explained it so well that it's there's so many pieces to this this system that you're trying to create for yourself and it's like equally important to pay attention to all of those things and yeah, you're right. Like when you're younger, you get that like spark notes version of it or yeah. even when you're at the office because you only have 10 minutes and I wanted to talk to you about that as well about advocating for your own body and health choices especially when you're in that doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I don't fault anyone for this. I mean, there are like systematic issues, but at the same time, it's like you you do go there, especially when you're younger, you're thinking you go there and then the doctor kind of tells you what to do because they are aware of what you need and stuff like that. But I think both of us can even agree with this is that that's not always the case and you have to advocate for yourself. For sure. So yeah, so if there's like anything else that you can add, like what, like what, is the benefit of like advocating for yourself at the doctor's office and how can you really do that and feel good about yourself when you are going to the doctor's office and even after having that conversation with your doctor and leaving like still feeling good about it yeah (laughs) such a great conversation um you know bottom line is like it's awkward but Mm -hmm. and that's okay I think it can help by coming into the visit a little bit more prepared. So doing your own research, I mean, it does take more work, but, you know, as you say, um, it's not always the case that you are going to go to the doctor and they're going to have this information ready for you. Um, So It is good to kind of come into that visit, being a little bit prepared, having your own research, maybe having a suggestion of what you read online, and they can kind of help guide you through that. Um, For me, when I first kind of started doing this whole process, like I didn't know what questions to ask. Like I (laughs) didn't know there were so many different birth control options. So what I would actually do is kind of write down like a list of questions or a list of talking points that I wanted to get to with my doctor because sometimes talking to my doctor is a little intimidating, especially when I was in high school and like, you know, a younger, younger me, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what to ask. So I would like, I love my list. I would get so prepared and write all of these talking points down. But I think that is a good exercise. Even if you don't bring a little post-it note in with you, like at least you have some idea of what you want to say and what your goal is out of it. So if your goal is getting a birth control option or I don't know, whatever it might be, like you can write that down and have that objective. Um, And if you're sitting in the doctor's office and you're feeling like not satisfied, you know, voice that, just be like, well, I'm still feeling a little bit unsure. I, you know, could you maybe rephrase that? Um, That was a little confusing to me or I don't quite understand what you meant by this. And usually doctors are like, oh, yeah, for sure. And they want to take that time. Um, But oftentimes, I know I've been in the situation or in the position where doctor is like, so any other questions? And I'm like, yes, in my head. But I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Thanks. (laughs) So definitely going in a little more prepared can be super helpful. Um, but bottom line by being your own health advocate, 
you are putting yourself at the forefront of your own healthcare. And in doing so, you can have a thriving life. You know, health is so important in so many aspects. Um, so we really have to pay attention to that. And everyone is so unique. And, you know, that's the beauty of us as humans, but it also, you know, provides some challenges, especially for doctors. So I'm sure they appreciate when people come a little more prepared as well. I love that. I think that's a great idea to go in prepared. I think even like looking back, sometimes I'll just like walk in blindly to an appointment. Oh, me not too. Even like, <laughs> yeah, and come out of it like WTF, what just happened? And like you said, at a loss for words because you're not even prepared. But I think, yeah, there's something to say about being prepared. Just like, you know, just like going for an interview, you you prepare yourself for oh, that. Oh, that's such a great so point. Think, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, that works out really well, too. And I also think, yeah, there's something to say, too. I know a lot of, especially like young women, they um, stick with the same family doctor, whoever, because that's their family's doctor. That's who they've had since they were born. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But I like my older doctor was fine but then he moved his practice and things were like fine they weren't bad but then I got a new doctor and it's just like she's the bomb like she's fabulous (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that for you yes yeah like we get to talk about things and like I at the end of every time I'm like can I just ask you a question related to women's health that I have no idea about she'll be like sure what's up let's talk about it and she also was the first doctor that finally said to me about the weight gain with um, birth control pills. She's like, okay, she's like, I'm just going to tell you something because most doctors won't take the time to say this. And I'm like, okay, what? And she said, if a certain, if there's an implication out of a study, but it's under a certain percentage, then it won't have to be like a finding, but it doesn't mean that it's not relevant. So she's like, yes, there are people that gain weight from certain birth control pills, but because the percentage wise, they just want to claim that it, it's not a thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> It's the secret. Yeah. I'm like, I really appreciate having that information and at least knowing and not thinking that I'm going crazy, that something's wrong with me, that I'm not like conceptualizing very well. So yeah, there's, I, there's like so many cool people out there that can totally help with your journey. And obviously, Rhea Health is an amazing um, resource for birth control. But do you have any other like resources and tips and like spaces that you go to to get more information? Yeah, for sure. Um, Some that we direct our users to uh, is Bedsider. I think it's bedsider.com. And then sexandyou.ca. It's a Canadian one um, by like the Gynecology and Obstetrician Society of Canada. Um, and they just like lay out the options and like super clear, plain language. Um, and they, I think they even have a comparison chart on their site, but it's like a very valuable resource. And I think it should be taught in freaking school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those yeah. two is really great. But I did want to say like, you know, doctors, like there's good and there's bad, just as there are like good and bad teachers. Um and I think this is again something that and you know I say this but it's something that I have yet to do um and I could be better at it but um you know you date around a bit like if you don't like one doctor and you don't vibe with them like it's so important to vibe with your healthcare provider so that you feel comfortable to voice these things like 
you do now with your doctor. And I think that's awesome. Like I, I want that. And unfortunately, like I just haven't, you know, I'm procrastinating and haven't had the time to do it. But like, that's something that should be everybody's priority in their healthcare. Like date around, find your right doctor. I love that analogy. That's perfect. And <laughs> I think that's so true because there are actually like so many doctors, especially in like the Vancouver area that specialize in like different things that have like, you know, different experiences, different backgrounds. And even like, I think like I was saying earlier, when, you know, you're a kid and you have this doctor your whole life, it almost feels like you're just like binded to them, but not binded to yeah. them at the same time. For sure. Like that's your doctor. That's your doctor. But yeah, I think like what you stand for and everything that you're doing is there's variety and you have like agency in that variety. So definitely do what yeah, works like for you. Everyone's different. Exactly. Like I, it didn't occur to me until like maybe the, the past few years of adulthood where you can literally just call up an office and be like, hey, are you taking new patients? Yeah. Like it, it's like that's all it takes. But yeah, there's so many cool options. And I think uh, I think having this awareness that you can have a choice in what your body does and like what you put into your body and all that is just, it's amazing. And I want to know more about the other side of birth control aside from just like picking stuff. I want to pick out your brain a little bit from what you know. And yeah, what you've for sure. So like I love learning about myths and like common misbeliefs because I feel like I fall under the category of believing the myths. <laughs> so are there any like common myths about birth control that you're kind of like, okay, no, people need to know this and know how it works? Yeah. Um, something that I've noticed and like this was new to me when I was starting to delve into this and really figuring out, you know, the different active ingredients in birth control, but um, there are different types of hormones in each birth control pill. Let's just take the pill, for example, but the same, this goes for IUDs and Nuba rings and things like that as well. Um, there's like the synthetic estrogen and then there's synthetic progestins. So the, the synthetic version of progesterone. Um, and with the progestins, there's different types within that category. And those, they're basically, you know, they have all, they all have the same effect on the endometrium, so preventing pregnancy, but they all have different effects on other receptors. So what that means is that if you are, say, using one type of progestin, it might make you react one way or have a certain side effect than if you were to use another type of progestin. So each different type of progestin is associated with different side effects. And to me, that was like, holy moly, what? I was like, oh, you know, birth control, hormones, estrogen, that's all that it is. But no, you can break it down so deep. And this is something that I think gets overlooked when people are being prescribed birth control because it does take that extra time like to understand, okay, maybe, you know, you've tried this one pill before and it gave you, you know, acne. Okay. Well, let's look at what was the active ingredient in that birth control. Okay. Let's stick away from that because clearly that didn't work for you. Let's see what other options there are. Um, so really basing it off of like the chemical compound, I guess you could say of the, drug and what dose they are. 
um, really makes a difference. And maybe that's not a myth, but I guess the myth would be like, well, <laughs> birth control pills are the same and just have like varying levels of the dose, but there's actually varying um, active ingredients in each birth control pill. What? Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> honestly, I feel kind of shitty. I'm like, how do I not know this about like a female body? Yeah, stuff that I know. Wow. This is like something very recent that came to me and I was like, well, no wonder. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, you know, that's what I thought. Like I thought it was just varying dosages and that's what differentiated how it affects your body. I I truly didn't know that there was like another layer to that. Yeah. And I mean, it does like the dose. And so if you're taking like a 20 micromilligram dose over 30, like that definitely has some influence in the way your body's going to respond. But there's also this other piece to it as well that we need to be paying attention to if we want to like really understand um, why we're experiencing these different side effects and how to manage those and kind of you know, find the one that's going to work for us the best. Well, then, well, that's great to know. <laughs> I, wow, that's cool. You know, life is so complex and there's such a variety in life. And it's good to know when you're aware of this as well. For so, sure. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So let's um, answer some questions from listeners. So oh, I would love to. Yeah, I got a few and they were mostly related to symptoms about birth control. So a lot of them were asking about things like, does birth control give you acne? Does birth control cause weight gain? Does it affect your moods? Mm -hmm. So yeah, how do those things play a role in birth control? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'll totally preface this by saying like, I am not a doctor by any means. <laughs> so this is all just information based on like research and science. And you should totally speak to your doctor about you know, accessing a birth control option, but it's so good to know the facts. Um, so basically, as I was mentioning, there's different types of progestins in different birth control options, and each one has an association to certain side effects. And of course, like, you know, if I say, oh, this progestin is associated with increased in acne, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to get acne from using that pill. Like everybody's different. There's just like a statistically significant portion of people who use that birth control option um, experienced acne. Um, so that's kind of what it's based off of. But there is a lot of research that we do take into account as well that, you know, might not be as you say, your doctor mentions, like it might not, you know, reach that threshold of when they would say that it's statistically significant, but it's something that we should pay attention to. And some women are saying this and we need to listen to them. Um, so I, yeah, so different progestins, sometimes it might cause acne or weight gain. And that's just things that you have to pay attention to and sort of figure out what your tolerance are to that and what your boundaries are when it comes to birth control. Um, and then just try it and see how your body reacts. Unfortunately, there's no crystal ball. Like I'm trying to build that crystal ball to see how your body will react before you take it. Um, but just working with what we got here. Um, I hope I answered that okay. But 
no, yeah, I think that was I, I loved I loved how evidence based that was. It was perfect. <laughs> so okay. the other question that we had that was different from just things related to um, symptoms and effects was I don't know how to bring up wanting to go on birth control with my doctor. So we kind of touched on that earlier, but if there was anything else that you wanted to add. Yeah. And this one's interesting because I totally felt the same. And we've sort of talked about it like, you know, some it was my my experience, my doctor like I've had him he's been my family doctor before I was born. <laughs> like so, you know, him giving us our flu shot every year and like, you know, he sees my parents and my mom and um, it just like was a little bit awkward for me to then ask. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's just, you know, my own insecurity, but I totally see where people are coming from when it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, but know that you do have options. Like you, if you really don't feel comfortable talking to your family doctor, like you can totally go into a walk-in clinic or we're so blessed in Canada to have health um, clinics that are specifically dedicated to women's health and to sexual health. Um, I know here in Vancouver, there's the Willow Women's Clinic, um, the Elizabeth Bradshaw Clinic, um, and they just like do birth control all day, every day. And you can go specifically for that. Um, and most of the, I think all of the doctors actually are women. Um, and it's a great environment, really positive. Um, so yeah, as I think there's an underlying theme here of you have options and just do what's right for you. (laughs) Totally. Awesome. And, um, for anyone that's interested in inquiring more about Rhea Health and getting connected, how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, our main point of contact right now is through our Instagram. So it's at Rhea Health. Um, but anyone, I'm so open to talking to people. Um, you can reach me at my business email, which is just dallas at reahealth.ca. Um, you can also check out our website, but I'm in the midst of um, updating it. It's a little outdated. So um yeah, maybe don't yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, feel free to connect with us on Instagram. That is the best way. And we're um, trying to start a community around this idea of everyone. everyone's reproductive health journey is unique. Um, and that's something that should be celebrated and should be talked about. So we have women who share their stories on our platform, whether it's their birth control story or you know, their journey with endometriosis or whatever it might be, but just really trying to create a space for women to talk about these things and have a community to fall back on and ask questions and learn and grow in their reproductive health journey. It was something that I felt like I was lacking in my own experience. Um, So it, yeah, it's been really inspiring to me to start this community so please please join us there it'll be lots of fun (laughs) amazing so before we wrap things up I have a little check-in question for you so how would you describe today's young culture oh that's such a great question um I would say socially conscious and value and purpose driven I think the younger generation it's so unique that 
a generation at large um, bases their decisions off of the impact that they could have, whether that's, you know, what they should do as a career or even what kind of, I don't know, shampoo they're going to buy, lame example. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's a first for a large population to really care about that. And I love it. I'm all for it. And we need more of it. Yes. Oh, I absolutely love that. And thank you so much for coming and talking about birth control. Like you said, it's not talked about enough. And I am so here to have more conversations about this. And awesome. yeah, I feel like I learned I learned a lot today and I'm actually inclined to go and search some more after we get off of this. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm glad we had this conversation because now now I can have more information about my own body and I know there's gonna be lots of people out there that will be curious as well and look up their own stuff too. Oh awesome. Well it was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening in. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.